This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. It's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today. Welcome to the episode of the Mahoney Advanced Training Podcast. Once again, it's going to be a six-minute Monday where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on the football field. Tip number one, it's an exercise tip, and it has to do with how to sprint with a light coat of snow on the ground without getting injured. Here are my tips for you. There's, a, there's like four tips in this one. Tip number one, if it's really bad, if it's really slippery, just sprint backwards. Not only does sprinting backwards help burn more calories, strengthen your feet, and prevent overall, uh, I'd say, load injuries on your body, it also is going to prevent you from having any sort of hamstring injury because you're running backwards, not forwards. You're not going to be overstriding and pulling through with your hamstring. So that would be thing number one. If it's really bad, do not sprint forward, sprint backward. You're still going to get a great workout in. You're going to burn the calories if that's what you're worried about, uh, and you're not going to pull your hamstring. All right. The second thing I would say is, don't try and do sprints from a static start, meaning I'm not going to do the old split and rip. I'm not going to stand statically and then just try and sprint out of that position. What I would recommend is that you do buildups, and the reason for that is that if the ground is slick, you're not going to be able to generate an extreme amount of force right from that standing position. You might slip out right there and pop your hamstring out. So I'd say I'd like to, I'd recommend that you do flying tens, flying twenties, things of that nature, but do not try and go right from a static position. Thing number three would be to try, and this is if you have good form, it's good. But if you have bad form, it's only going to be accentuated by the slick surface is to try to keep your feet underneath your hips as you're running. If you, if you overstride, if your foot's way out in front of your hips, you're going to lose that balance. You're going to lose that traction. It's going to slip out from you, and that's where you're going to get hurt and possibly pull your hamstring. And then thing number four, the final thing, is when you are finishing your sprint, that top-end speed, Give yourself some runway to throttle down because what you don't want to do is hit the brake, stop short, and now your feet slide all over the place, and then you're on the ground. So those are my four tips within tip number one to help you keep sprinting even though there is snow on the ground because you don't want to go too many days in a row without sprinting because legitimately with sprinting, if you don't use it, you lose it. I think you got about five days of not sprinting before you lose that top-end speed that you were working at. Okay, tip number two, and this kind of links to tip number one, something I'm experimenting with. So I'm still lifting in the manner of underground secrets for faster strength, meaning I'm doing three sets of three, heavy, heavy weight. And what I was doing, this was my program, three days a week I was lifting, two days a week I was sprinting, and on the third day of the week I was doing our tough man training. That was a lot. My body felt beat up, and it was just, it just didn't feel right. I was getting great gains inside the gym, but I was also tracking my speed. And then started seeing that as I got 
towards the end of my three-week cycle, and I was deadlifting more and rowing more and benching more, my sprint times would go down. So I talked it through with Tony Holler, and we, we kind of came up with I should be doing my workouts in the same way that you would do wave training for a football team. So for a football team, if your speed is the goal and your game's on Friday night, you have a fast practice Monday, you have a slow practice Tuesday, you have a fast practice Wednesday, you have a slow practice Thursday, you have your game on Friday, which is fast. So why am I not following that same pattern? For me, it was every day was fast because speed day was fast. So let's just say Monday, I sprinted. That's fast. Tuesday, I'm in the gym lifting ultra heavy weight. Well, that's still fast. Even though it's ultra heavy weight, it's still fast. The central nervous system is really being engaged by lifting that ultra heavy weight. Wednesday, sprinting. That's fast. Thursday, lifting. That's fast. So just every day was fast and my central nervous system never had time to recover. So what am I doing? I am now combining my sprint days and my lifting days into one day. So that's what I'm experimenting with, experimenting with right now. So one day sprint and lift, next day off or light. Next day sprint and lift, next day off and light. Next day sprint and lift, next day off and light. So I'm experimenting, experimenting with that now. I've been two weeks into it. I'll say this, my body legitimately feels awesome. It feels, this is the best I've felt in a really, really long time. And you guys have heard too much about my aches and pains, but it feels awesome. The test is going to be with my sprint times because speed is my goal. I really need to see if my sprint times go down. If they do, then I'm going to say this is a win. Overall, I'm winning right now because uh, I feel better. <laughs> it's just a matter of can I feel better and sprint better. That's the trick for me. Okay, tip number three, a quote that I've been thinking about, and I, I, this goes back to Tony Howard. I can't stop thinking about it, especially as where I am right now. I'm sitting uh, in my hotel room because uh, I have a, I'm at a conference for MIT Sports Analytics and – that's what I'm thinking about is dumb beats dumber every time. Actually, it's dumb is undefeated against dumber every time. So what did that mean? It means that there are people doing dumb things that will still win, but only because they're going against people that do dumber things. So if you think about some of the contrarian methods that we talk about at advanced training or the way we coach football, there are people will say, that's stupid. Nobody does it that way. We've always done it this way and we still win. Yeah, you always do it that way and still win because everybody else is doing dumber stuff. You may work for an organization and you're like, man, this, this company's stupid. We have all these meetings. No, nothing gets done. How are we making all this money? Well, you're probably making all this money because there's other companies out there doing stupider things, having longer meetings, having longer initiatives, stupid things that never get done. And now they're dumb. Sorry, they're dumber. You're dumb, but you still win every time. Great quote by Tony Howard. All right, tip number four, something I'm watching that's moving me. Uh, it's a show. It's a movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon, and it's not for everybody. I'll say this: it's it's for me because my family, uh, my mother's brother, was he had Down syndrome. He was the central part of our family. This movie has a guy who has Down syndrome, and what I really loved about this movie is that there were people that took a liking to this guy, and they treated him as if he had no disability, which is exactly how my family treated my uncle. They never felt bad for him. They never treated him differently. They always treated him as if he did not have a disability. And it really helped him grow. And it helped him, it helped him and helped us just really appreciate life. And I, I love this movie for that. And another thing I loved about the movie, and this, this can do with anything in life, but there were people who did things they didn't have to do to, to make opportunities special for the guy in the movie. So I'd say to you, you never know when you're going to be that person to somebody else. As a, 
as we talked about before, you never know when you're going to be the guy in the red car, in the red Ferrari, to somebody else. So you can go back and listen to that podcast episode. But the point is, is you don't know when you're going to be something special to somebody else. You could be tired. You could have a bad day. But somebody might need you that day. So step up. Step up. It's not about you. It's about them. Okay, tip number five. Tip number five, that's a productivity tip. So these are three things that I think will help you learn. One, while you're doing work, listen to white noise. I can say that again. While you're doing work, listen to white noise. Number two, after you've worked on or learned something, what I would recommend is that you take, I don't know, 10 minutes and do nothing. Just like stare at the wall, take a walk, but don't just jump right to the next thing. You need time for your brain, you know, it's a little gap time for your brain to absorb what you just learned. So don't go from thing to thing to thing because it's never going to sink in. And thing number three is that, and this is, I just heard this on uh, Andy, Dr. Andy Huberman's podcast, is that while you are learning something, you actually learn more while you're inhaling. Now, I know you cannot inhale the entire time you learn something, but if you hear something pretty cool in a podcast, maybe it's this one, you're reading something, and you really want to absorb it, go back, re-listen, or re-read it, and while you're doing it, inhale. And you will learn more while you're doing that. So that is a, a pretty sick productivity tip. And tip number six, the last tip, the craziest thing I saw all week, training in the gym here at the Sheridan that I'm at. It's a typical hotel gym. You got your dumbbells up to 50 pounds, and you got to be a good person, right? But uh, <laughs> I'm there this week, and somebody, my, you know, my wife usually takes weights and goes in the corner of the gym and just steals them for the entire workout. But this time, and, but she only takes like 10 pounds or 15-pound weights. Takes one set of weights, and that's it. Yesterday I'm in the gym, some lady has from the fives to the 25s. Yes, that's exactly half the weights on the rack from the fives to the 25s. So if you had any interest in using those dumbbells, good luck. You got nothing. Now me, I'm a gentleman. I take the 50s, take them off the rack, do my set of cleans, put them back. Take my 50s, take them off the rack, do my set of cleans, put them back. And more gym etiquette for you people out there. This is why I don't go to a gym anymore. When you do your set, get away from the weights. Like, go get away from the weight rack. Do your set so other people can get in and out of there. You shouldn't do your set on the weight rack. All right, people, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Go attack your Monday. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lark Media. Did you ever feel like you had a message that the whole world absolutely needed to hear? You take it, you package it, you bundle it, you send it out there, and then boom, no response. Well, if that's you, don't be disappointed. It might not be that your message is bad. It might be that you're not delivering it the right way. And this is where our friends over at Lark Media can help. These guys are masters of marketing. They've done things for advanced training where they've come in. They've taken documentaries of our work. And they not only captured what it looks like, but they captured what it feels like to be a part of what we do. They've also made motion graphics that we use before and after our YouTube videos. If you need help, please contact Steve at LarkMediaNYC.com. Again, that's Steve at Lark, L-A-R-K, media, nyc.com. Tell them that Advanced Trading sent you, and they'll take 10% off.